Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know Him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who He's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. In the Salt and Light series, we've been focusing on Matthew, the fifth chapter, and a few verses there, starting at verse 13, where Jesus begins to basically tell us that you are the salt of the earth, and it goes on to say, but if your salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. That's verse 13. So last time we kind of opened up the series. I mean, I think we've opened it up a few times, but we opened up, we kind of opened up the series. We're talking about the value and significance of salt. And it's my belief that when Jesus is talking, it's very important for us to really like listen beyond the pages and really seek the Lord's wisdom on understanding, well, what is he saying? What, what is the significance? Why did he use salt? Why didn't he use something else? Like, what, what is it, right? And in that, we discovered some amazing things about salt itself, which is what we talked about last nice. time. Mm -hmm. Talked about how important salt is in three main areas, right? So salt is vital to the maintenance on this planet of life, of heat, and of power. Right. So those three areas, we kind of talked about it. And it really makes you to think about, OK, there's a lot that God is doing behind the scenes. Like there's a lot that God has called me to that I may not know about. So when we keep hearing, oh, you got this purpose and God's got this great plan for your life and all this and follow God. Sometimes I think we get stuck in the fact that we can't see everything. We don't understand everything. And we're, we're just salt, like you said if salt is activated with the water mm -hmm. to produce the outcome needed mm -hmm. to sustain and, and maintain life, salt is just one element. Right. And it's not up to, you know, salt to d dictate where it goes or how it's used. Right. It's just, it's used with, in accordance with the natural order mm -hmm. of things mm -hmm. and it gets mixed in. So... And, and, and also something very interesting about um, salt that I didn't mention last week is the fact that it's it's antimicrobial. So it's not just antibacterial because mm. antibacterial is just dealing with bacteria. But an to be antimicrobial means that it can take care of bacteria, viruses, mildew, mold, all those things. Salt has the power to basically eradicate. Yeah. You know, and that that's something... Um, important to consider as well, because in considering us as being salt, we have the power. We're the ones that are supposed to regulate the bacteria, the bacteria in this world, the, the mildew, the mold, uh, the viruses, all the things that are harmful to life, right? Mm -hmm. Whether natural or in our case, spiritual life. There's so many things that we're you know, exposed to that could potentially be harmful to our life or quality of life, and mm -hmm. salt is, you know, a tool that's used to help that. So that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, these are these are all <laughs> these are all things that were always there, right? You know, like it was all it was always there. Jesus said this a long time ago. You are the salt of the earth, 
And I just think about all the times I read it. Yeah, okay, amen. I saw I'm supposed to taste good to the world. Right. What was in God's mind when he said that? And the magnitude of what that means and what he's calling me to because he called me that. Mm. So that's kind of how I think it's going to help us to really come into an appreciation and a value of who God made us already. So, and uh, growing up in church and stuff, we always say this, and maybe this would be something that we kind of um, say for the rest of our lives, probably so, because I think it's key to understanding God's grace and the gospel, and that we try to put so many things on ourselves to make ourselves better for God. Like we do all these things to try to make ourselves, we put on this righteousness and we put on this other stuff instead of putting on Christ. And then it makes us feel like we have to do all these things when, when you're in Christ, you already are. Right? right? You, you saw so you, the faster you come to embracing that, the faster you come to accepting who God's called you to be, the more you'll start to see the results of what he called you to be. Mm-hmm. And you'll start to now get that fulfillment. So th- being the salt of the earth, the significance of salt is it, it, it helps to maintain life. It helps to produce heat and also helps to produce power. So we see the main function of salt in the earth and how vital it is. We, we would have no planet without salt. Okay. Now it's going to be, what do I taste like? Uh, what am I conveying? Um, how concentrated is my salt level? All right. Um, and it just, just talking about that, I think it's going to be really, really important for us to now, this week, take a little more introspective look at our own walk, at our own selves in that way, um, with the backdrop of the fact that this is what God has already created us. This is how much I need to agree with that in order to taste like something. Okay? So that's what we're going to talk about a little bit. Um, today. So if we go back to Matthew, the fifth chapter, and we go to verse 13, and we'll uh, move around in this little, in this verse here. Um, and it, 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 it's really, it's really crazy the, 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 what Jesus says, uh, tasteless salt is good for. Okay. So Jesus says, Matthew 5 and 13, you are the salt of the earth. So we got that. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? That is a scary thought there, okay, that Jesus is saying. Jesus is asking a question about the potency of your saltiness. And if it's lost, how can it be restored? Right? So the first part of that is it is so valuable to the Lord. Salt is so valuable to the earth that if salt is not a part of the earth, the earth is going to die. Let's think about you, right? In the kingdom of God, right? As a child of God, your walk with the Lord, your testimony, your lifestyle that's representing Christ is so important to the world that it has life and death consequences. I think we need to, we need, we need that. That's like so important to like pause right there to understand that, you know, this whole thing is not just about, you know, you just living to go to heaven, right? God wants to use you as an instrument in this earth to preserve and bring life, right? Mm-hmm. So the value Jesus is talking about, if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? Jesus then says, he answers the question. It's no longer good for anything. But to be thrown out, and trampled underfoot. So basically it needs to be, th- it's useless. And it doesn't need to just be thrown out. It needs to be trampled on. 
that really speaks to the fact that there is such immense value in what God is calling us to. So the question then is, you know, where, 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 what, is, what is this inner salt? What is this salt? Where does it come from? It comes from within you. When you have a relationship with Christ, you come into the saving knowledge of Christ, there's a grace that you have, you become aware of, right? There's a grace of God that you become aware of. And because that grace that comes through understanding the gospel and understanding what God has done for you, you then, you reciprocate it out. It comes out of you. So the salt, that the salt becomes visible when your light is on, when your life is reflective of a, of a life that is given to Christ, okay? So this is why you get the whole hypocrisy talk. And most of us can understand it. If you've been in church remotely in any way, shape, or form, any time at all, you have probably heard, don't judge me. You have probably heard, judge not for you not be judged. And church people are hypocrites, all this other stuff. Because what happens is, in this world, saltiness is not just tasted, it's seen. And the salt of the earth is actually seen. It goes through a, a process, but that's how we're able to get it and put it in a little shaker. It's visible too. So this grace that comes as a reproduced product of the gospel is something that has to be experienced by those that are outside of us. Now, the question is, who controls that experience? This is where our work comes in, right? Not just recognizing I'm salt, but understanding what I should be tasting like. And how much of that is me allowing God to do what he needs to do in my life so that I can taste pure? Or how much is it of that is me tampering and trying to change and trying to augment the flavor that God wants to come out of my life? And, and when we were talking this morning, you know, we were talking about how salt does not, again, it does not dictate where it goes or the intensity Mm -hmm. of which it's used to season mm -hmm. or the, the, not the intensity that I guess the, um, the, the amount. quantity, the amount. Mm -hmm. right? We, our job is to just be available for God to take us and sprinkle us wherever he wants. Because again, we, the, the salt does not determine where it's seasoned or mm -hmm. what it's used for. Some people use salt while they're cooking some people may use salt in baking. Some mm -hmm. people may use salt at the very end. Some people may use salt to gargle when they have a sore throat. Whatever the, the, the function of salt is, that's not our job to determine yeah. what we're used for or how much we're used. That's good. Because we were talking about the fact that, you know, w with salt, you know, some people say we got to be careful because, you know, it does mm -hmm. cause hypertension, mm -hmm. you know. So you could have, uh, if you have high blood pressure, you want to stay away from the salt, you know, but you have some people where you, you may need uh, more salt than normal mm -hmm. because of things like I just said, because it's antimicrobial. You, mm -hmm. you breathe it in with or water. Dehydration, dehydration mm -hmm. you know, it, it helps you um, retain water. So it, it, it's salt is not always bad, but it's it's up to the person administering it to determine how much of it is used. That's good. Oftentimes, you know, we can be salt, but we can be too much. Mm -hmm. And then that ends up, for some people, the palate is like, well, that is way too salty. Yeah. I'm going to stay You're away from me. that. killing me, yeah. And then sometimes you taste something and you go, it needs a little more salt. Mm -hmm. So again, that's up to the person administering it. So I'm just uh, yeah. I'm going on a tangent now. The point is- <laughs> No, God, that's good. God uses us and he determines- how much of us he wants to use in what situations. Our job is to just be available and be salt. Right.
Like we are just salt. That's it. And then that's 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 a beautiful analogy. And it, it makes me think about going back to like what we always say about having to try to control your walk with the Lord and having trying to trying to dictate things and, and feeling like I feel saved today because I did this right. or I feel like a sinner today because I did this. Um, or kind of like tasting your own food in a way. You know what I mean? Like tasting, uh, no, nah, I, I, I like it saltier than this. But right. you're not the chef. You, you, you're not the one that's, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's God that does this. And it's God, No, you can't cook better than God. God knows how you're supposed to taste. God knows what ingredients you are going to be added to to make this perfect pot of grace for, for people to be able to receive. Right. So there's this letting go that we have to always be like moving towards and the letting go comes from keeping in the forefront who's in charge. Like it's the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus died on the cross for your sins. You would have no relationship with God if it wasn't for Christ. Understanding that. So that's why we got to forgive. We got to give. We got to serve. We, all those things that like irk us to do and hurt us to do, grace calls us to do it. Because at the end of the day, that's us being sought giving of the inward grace that you have experienced undeservedly from God, right? Because, and just to add to that, because uh, it's not just for us. We're salt in the earth. So Mm -hmm. the earth is the Lord, the fullness thereof, and they that dwell therein, right? Mm -hmm. So that encompasses everybody. We're, we're, We're talking about being salt primarily to the unsaved or those that are lost. But it, the function is really for everyone. Yeah. And the, um, Mark, I think it's Mark, mm-hmm. is it five or nine? I think it's nine. Yeah, nine. Mark, Mark nine and 50, mm-hmm. where it talks about salt being good, right? Is that, mm-hmm. I'll just read it. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its saltiness, how will you make it salty again? Mm-hmm. Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. Mm. So... Salt is equated with being at peace with one another because, and it, and, and also that ties into, um, uh, what did I do with it? Colossians 4 and 6 says, let your speech always mm-hmm. be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. So again, it goes in line with the fact that salt is imperative for us interacting with everybody, not just the lost. Right. It's not just the salt is not just to flavor the the earth so that the lost can can come to Jesus. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's also for us to interact with each other. Yeah. Salt is necessary, period. Everything needs salt. Everything. Everything needs salt. It's like everything needs salt. Everything needs salt. I mean, at the end of the day, and that, that, I think that's that's wonderful. You know, so so that that's like that inner grace that we're talking about in that. In order for your words to be seasoned with salt, that speaks to the posture of your heart. How correct, how appropriate, how right is your view of yourself in relation to God? Because we can see ourselves as superior to one another, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that's kind of how we get to the weeds with how we talk to each other Mm -hmm. and all this other stuff, whether it's education, whether it's a different culture, well, it doesn't matter. We tend to, as human beings, put ourselves in a place um, and try to leverage our own security or whatever it is. And, and that's, that's, that's really the, the guide by how we interact with each other by default, right? We, do, we have biases we don't even realize we do. At the end of the day, though, the reason why the gospel is so powerful 
and the Bible and, and, and what Christ has done for us is so powerful is because it levels the playing field. You and me, we do not deserve God's love. We do not deserve him to look over our repeated disobedience. We do not deserve him to provide for us. We, we, we didn't even love him first. He loves us and that's why we love him. He came first after us. So always feeling like, and it's, I use this word very carefully because indebted is not really, I'm not using the word indebted like, okay, you I got to feel like I'm old. Yeah, or pay him back, yeah. That, and I think that's really where the religious spirit comes in, mm -hmm. right? When you're feeling like you're indebted to somebody and you're never going to be able to get out of this debt with God. No, at the end of the day, God doesn't want you to pay him back because there's no way you can. He wants you to live for him. He wants you to live for him in that I want to give what I have been given freely. He doesn't want you to hold on and hoard your salvation, hoard your walk with him that way. He wants you to live it out loud. That's the light part. He wants you to live it out loud so that people may see your good works and see you doing good works and wonder why. Mm -hmm. And when they see that, they're going to thank you, but they're going to praise God. That's the progression of how God wants us to live. So there's this washing ourselves and cleansing ourselves that's necessary, but it's to a point where it's that you have to keep in focus the fact that all of this work has been done on the cross through Christ. And I am partaking in that grace, fully aware of what God has done for me. And if he can do it for me, a wretch that I am, he can do it for you. So it doesn't matter what your past is. doesn't matter what you've been through. doesn't matter what you lost. doesn't matter who you are, rich or poor. At the end of the day, it's the same grace that none of us are deserving of that God has bestowed upon us in abundance. And I think having a posture and a heart with that in mind will cause us to talk with each other a little better. It'll cause us to have more season in our communication with each other. And like you said, it's not just about sinners because we have to be careful. You know, those who in church and all that, right. we, we, can, we can get into a posture where it's almost like we're better than. Right. Oh, I, I, you know, that's, that, that was like in the Bible days with the Jews and the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, you know, Christ, the Messiah is for us. You know, this, this is, this is, oh, this is, you don't know. Oh, y'all don't know the Lord yet? Oh, let me show you. This is how you pray, and this is how you do this, and this is how you do that. But then also, it, 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 it's almost like there, there are two different rules for this sect of people versus how you deal with the other sect. So I, I'm, I'm held responsible for how I interact with a sinner, with a sinner, because right. the, the, the objective is for them to come to Christ, right? Mm -hmm. But... Right. I'm not held accountable to following peace with one another when it has to do with my brothers and sisters mm. because that's my brother and sister. I don't need to get along with them. Like, right. you know, sibling, sibling rivalry. Yep. You know, we can just talk yep. to each other how we want. We can be how we want. Not quite because it says that we need to follow peace or be at peace with one another. Mm -hmm. That does That text does not differentiate who one another is. Mm -hmm. It's a person. So if you are a person, then, or there, you are interacting with a person or even animal. You don't want PETA <laughs> coming after us. Even an animal. <laughs> if you're interacting with anything, you should be de dealing with them with salt. Yeah. You should have salt inside of you and be at peace with one another.
Yeah. So once again, like that salt inside of you is your revelation of God's grace towards you. So everything you do, what comes out of you is been directed through that filter of God's grace towards you. That, that's, that's really what it is. It's like salvation's got to mean that much to you that every moment that I'm thinking about this, man, thank God for Jesus. So when somebody gets on your nerves, when you want to fight, when you justified, when you are, whatever the issue is, whenever you feel certain type of way that makes you feel justified in your feelings, can you filter that through grace and say it the same way? Can you run that scenario through the fact that Jesus died for you? And then you can go ahead and say that. If that's, if you can do that, then, 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 then that's, that, that's pretty salty. That's the kind of flavor that God mm -hmm. wants. But if you can't do that, maybe we should reconsider why we're doing this. And when, when you were, I think you touched on it a little uh, earlier um, when you were talking about saltiness versus unsaltiness. I thought about the story that Jesus was relaying about the fig tree. or well, It was an actual story. It actually happened mm -hmm. where, you know, he was hungry and he wanted something and he, he, he went to... I think he went to grab the, mm -hmm. either went to grab it or he told his disciples yeah. get it. Mm -hmm. And there was nothing on the tree. Yeah. And he cursed it. Mm -hmm. Why did he curse that tree? Because from the outside, there were leaves. And it looked like there should have been figs for him to consume. But there weren't. And that, to me, signals the fact that God particularly does not like when we have, like we said last week, a form, mm. but we deny the power. Mm -hmm. So if we look like we're supposed to have it and we don't, then that's a problem yeah. because that means what the natural order of things that should have been in place is not in place. So there's a dysfunction somewhere that has not been dealt with. And and we I think we touched on it last week, how salt for them back in the day, back in that time, uh, it's thought that it was not actual salt. Like it was like salt mixed with other mm -hmm. compounds, mm -hmm. right? So that it was kind of like a like a hybrid type salt, like a like a bootleg salt, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, and I think they said what would happen is it would get exposed to the elements mm. and the actual salt in, in that compound or whatever you call it would evaporate. Mm. And all you would be left with is a white powdery substance that appeared to be salt, but it did not have Any the flavor to it. Right. It mm -hmm. didn't have the property of salt or, or or it didn't have the ability to do what salt is required to do. Yeah. So again, that that made me think it, it brought to mind the fact that Jesus specifically says, if you're not salty and if you lost your saltiness, then you're no good. Yeah. So just like the fig tree, he cursed the fig tree, salt that has no flavor is trampled underfoot because he does not like when you look like you're supposed to have a function and you don't actually have the function. It would be better to just not have yeah. the appearance. Yeah. And you know what's crazy as you were saying that? That's deception. Yeah. Right? Th that's what got Satan kicked out of heaven. You're reflecting God or reflecting something, but it's not. So you draw people's attention away from truth. Mm -hmm. And you waste their time pursuing something that they think is going to fulfill them. Right. And this is why hypocrisy and, and not really being a real Christian is so detrimental to this world because the world is not getting the flavor of God that is from a real revelation of God's grace for the world. And I think it's so important for us to really 
value our relationship with the Lord, value the gospel, value Jesus, value salvation, and be okay with the path that God has before you because he's the chef. Mm -hmm. He's the one. He has an idea and a plan for you in what he's cooking up for this world. Right. And it's not just for the unsaved, right? It's, it's, it's for our families. It's for our neighbor. It's for the people at work. You know, God wants to, he's multi-purpose. He's not one-sided. One God, you know, God is amazing. Jesus said this, this, and I'm looking at it. Jesus said the very thing that we're talking about a few times. He repeated this thing quite a few times about salt that doesn't have flavor is no good. And in one particular scripture, this is in Luke 14, verses 34 and 35, it says, salt is good, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is of no use for the soil or for the manure. So even the soil and the manure need salt. The things that fertilize things need salt. Throw it away. Then he says this, he who has ears, let him hear. What is your saltiness? What is your flavor? When God created you, he put a flavor in you. What is it? Now it's time to be able to discover that and shake it out on the earth. Let's dedicate our hearts and our lives to really showing people the love of God, the goodness of God. You've been transformed by God's goodness. I've been transformed by God's goodness. So let's help other people to come into the knowledge of just how amazingly good God is. We thank you for your goodness toward us, your faithfulness toward us, your kindness toward us, your compassion for us, God. We just thank you and we praise you for that, God. I pray, God, that as we prepare ourselves, that we will be mindful of the things that you have set in place for us to get to where we need to be in you, God. We want our light to shine. The light does not come from us. It comes from you. So shine through us, God so that they might, the men around us might see our good works, but in turn glorify yes. you, which is in heaven, God. I pray, God, that you will just continue to be God in our lives and we will continue to be your children, submitting ourselves and our lives to you, God, yes, in every way, in every area, God, and continue to give us the grace for the things that have not changed, that will not change. Give us the mercy when we fall short the, great, uh, the, the favor to obtain the things that we cannot on our own. Yes, Lord. We thank you and we praise you. And we declare that this will be a good year. Yes. Despite what may be presented to yes. us and despite what the enemy may thank try you. to have us believe and see thank based you. off what may not have changed, we still declare that this is a good year and that you will be glorified Amen. in this year. Amen. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Before you go, we'd like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says that if we confess with our mouth and believe with our heart, we shall be saved. Pray this with me. Lord Jesus, I recognize and acknowledge that I am a sinner in need of your grace. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn away from my sins and ask you to forgive me and save me. I make you Lord of my life. If you made this life-changing decision, welcome to the family. We wanna know about it. Connect with us online 
at www.thelifehouseministries.org or by downloading the LifeHouse app. We love you all and pray God continues to bless and keep you.